Hey, wanna know my secret to creating a month of reels in one hour? I know it sounds too good to be true, but this is something that I do all the time and people are always shocked, but it's not as hard as you may think. Get ready for the next round of the Keep It Real Challenge because I can't wait to share my process with you for knocking these reels out and incorporating reels into your social media strategy. This time around, I'm bringing along my friend and mental motivator, Samuel McDuffie of Next Level Talk to share the three C's of creating a successful reel and to help you get clear on what you can uniquely offer to your audience and break down those blockages that are preventing you from showing up to your full potential. You even had the chance to win a real strategy session with me and Sam to create your first batch of highly engaging reels and $150. So if you're ready to step outside of your comfort zone and easily start using reels to increase your visibility and engagement on Instagram without tying up all your free time and all that stuff, click the link down here or click the link in the show description so you can sign up. We're only taking a limited amount of people, so don't delay, all right? I'll see you inside of the Keep It Real Challenge and let's go ahead and jump into the episode. Now that as I've, I've just gotten more into my spiritual self, I realize that it's about alignment. And sometimes people don't know. They just have to get aligned with their greatest, truest self, whoever it is you want to be. That's why they say create vision boards. Because on a vision board, you can create exactly who you want to be. And if you program in your head enough, you can start to become something you never even thought you could be. But you have to believe it first. How are you going to become something you don't even believe you can become? Welcome to the Friends in Beauty podcast a safe space for ambitious beauty industry creatives to have real talk, get real answers, and practical tools to grow their businesses. My name is Aquia Robinson, and I'm a makeup artist, beauty educator, and the creator of Friends in Beauty. I created Friends in Beauty to support like-minded creatives, just like you, on their quest to connect, network, and build genuine relationships within the beauty community. Join me every week as me and my special guests reveal the keys to success and longevity in the beauty industry, and most importantly, have fun while doing it. You ready? Hey, what's up? It's your best friend in beauty, Aquia Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of the Friends in Beauty podcast. I am so happy to have you here with me, and I hope you're listening to this episode in high spirits and in good health. If you are a friend in beauty, I welcome you to join the Friends in Beauty Facebook community. If you're looking for a community of like-minded, ambitious friends in beauty to virtually connect with, network, and share resources, then click the link down below in the show description to join our community. And I'll be there to welcome you with open arms. Also, follow Friends in Beauty on all social media platforms at Friends in Beauty. What I like to do is something called the Friends in Beauty Friday feature, where every Friday I spotlight a different friend in beauty and their accomplishments. So no matter how big or small you think it is, I want to shout you out. I want to send you some good vibes. So all you have to do is use the hashtag FIB Friday feature, tag Friends in Beauty on something that you have accomplished, and I'll share it with the community. Additionally, the Friends and Beauty podcast is available on several platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google, YouTube, you name it. And whatever platform you are listening from right now, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning into the Friends and Beauty podcast. I truly appreciate you so much. And I would love it even further if you took the time to leave a five-star rating, a review, a comment, a like, a share, a subscribe, a something to let me know how you feel about the Friends and Beauty podcast. I would absolutely love it. And also, I have to tell you that you should join the Friends and Beauty mailing list tribe if you haven't already because they are the first to know about all things Friends and Beauty and I send out different business resources, tips, and advice throughout the week. So if that's something that you're interested in, the link for that will be in the description as well. And last but not least, the most important thing is to share the Friends and Beauty podcast with your other Friends and Beauty, your family, your friends, anybody that you think could benefit from the information that is being shared Share, share, share a way to help me grow the Friends in Beauty community. Now, on this episode of the Friends in Beauty podcast, I welcome Kaya Wright to the Friends in Beauty guest chair. Kaya is a two-time Emmy Award-winning celebrity hairstylist and image maker with over two decades of hair care experience and knowledge. In a career that started with doing hair in her grandmother's basement, Kaya parlayed her talent and business savvy to become not only one of Hollywood's most in-demand celebrity hairstylists, but also a successful beauty expert and entrepreneur. 
In her new book, From Beauty to Business, The Guaranteed Strategy to Building, Running, and Growing a Successful Beauty Business, Kaya lays out the crucial success strategies and lessons not taught in beauty schools, such as managing your finances, branding, marketing, product distribution, the power of social media, and more. Filled with inspirational and relatable stories from someone who has been there, this practical one-of-a-kind source book is a vital educational resource for beauty professionals at all stages of their career. I had such an amazing and wonderful time chatting with Kaya. I've been following her for years on Instagram, so it was an absolute treat to finally meet her and just have this conversation with her. In this interview, Kaya shares the seven proven success principles that helped her to achieve her goals, how to diversify with different streams of income, the importance of financial literacy and the financial lessons she had to learn the hard way, why you should have gratitude for the journey, preparing your mindset for success, why you should know your banker, and tons of business resources and advice. This is over 20 years of experience talking to us on this episode, okay? One of the things that I was excited about too is that Kaya is a DC girl, just like me. So anytime that I see someone that's successful from where I'm from, it just gets me so hyped. So get ready to take some notes and let's go ahead and jump into this chat with Kaya Wright. And if you prefer to watch our beautiful faces, then tune in on YouTube. Enjoy. Welcome to the Frizzy Beauty Podcast, Kaya. Thank you so much for having me. Friends and beauty. Yes, absolutely. You're all, I love that. <laughs> friends and beauty. I love that. I love that. Yes, we are absolutely friends in beauty. So friends in beauty are just anybody in the beauty industry, like hairstylists, makeup artists, photographers, models, you know, estheticians, all of us, all in one place, just linking up and spreading good vibes. <laughs> yes. So before we jump into the conversation, I would love to start off with some icebreakers just to get us warmed up and so the Friends of Beauty audience can get to know you outside of beauty a little bit. So first one, just give us three random facts about you. Um, uh, Random facts about me is I am a bossy dude when it comes to being as a hairstylist. <laughs> a little bit of bossy dude. I have all the suggestions, all the things and the things. Um, uh, what else? Um, I am a stickler for details. Okay. And I like hot sauce on everything. Ooh, hot sauce on everything. You got hot sauce in your bag, swag type of thing. I used to, but I just haven't found the small srirachas. Okay. I, love <laughs> I don't it. like opening the Tabasco sauces. Those like little, I don't like that, like tearing on it. I don't like that. So that kind of prevents me from carrying it. <laughs> got you okay so I have these things called pod decks they have like these really interesting questions one is a what what the heck and a would you rather which one do you want what the heck and what would you rather mm-hmm. <laughs> what, the <heck? laughs> what the heck yes okay let's pull a random random card okay if your office or your salon, I'll say your salon, if your salon had a show and tell for adults, what thing would you be proud to display? <laughs> Not kids who like show and tell at school. Oh, what part would I be proud to display if my clients? Or anything in particular that you would display? I know what I would display. Oh God, if I could display, man, what could I display? The befores are, I guess I would love to just show the befores. Okay. Like someone got their hair done because then you can easily see the after. So I, like I would that. love the befores. People get a little funny about the before. Mm-hmm. They just want to see the transformation. Was that the right answer? It could be. Well, you know how kids do like show and tell at school and they bring something to um, the show off. I can see people showing off a before picture. But, what, but wait, what, what, because... What would you, what would yours be? So I kind of get a context. So if I were, if I were you, I would bring my Emmys. <laughs> I would bring my Emmys as like a show and tell. Like. Oh, I used to have them. Oh, I used to keep them at the salon. Oh, cool. But when COVID happened, I took them out. I got you. Okay. I have it on display. I love that. That's so bossy. That's so bossy. Yeah. Do you have I- any um, pet peeves? Pet peeves. Um, pet peeves like people eating cereal next to me and crunching. I think crunch wears me all the way out. 
Um, I can't sleep with the TV on. Mm-hmm. That's like, I can't really hear a lot of noise when I sleep. Or I won't be able to sleep. Um, and um, yeah, that's. I think I should probably stop there because I have quite a few. <laughs> I love that. This one I love asking people. When is the last time that you did something for the first time? I probably would say going when I went to Italy and just driving down the coast and just going off. That was like an exciting, refreshing, like friends flew in town. Everybody went to Italy. I don't know if you remember a few months back, back in like, I think it was August or July. Everybody went to uh, Dolce Cabana, did a huge event over in Italy and everybody came. I mean, they had us all wearing Dolce. I mean, it was the time of my life. I invited my friends over. They got clothes. Like, it was just so, we drove down the coast. I had never done anything like that. I've always went to a destination and kind of was there. But just mm-hmm. to drive along the coast and um, uh, take a boat, we're a former transportation in Venice, like boats, like you get on a boat to go everywhere. Like that was the first time I'd ever done something so exotic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this is sexy. <laughs> I love that. Do you get to experience those things because of like, what you do as a hairstylist? Mm-hmm. It really is. It's, a, it's it's what I do as a hairstylist and it really impacts like, it really, it impacts so much of my like social life as well. Cause it's still very social. You get to hang out with your peers, other yeah. stylists, you get to kind of hang out, kick it that whole bit, you know? So yeah. Okay, I love that. The last one, if you weren't a two-time Emmy award winning hairstylist, do you see yourself doing anything else? yeah management management yeah I would really I think management would be a good marketing strategy like I kind of like that in the beauty space okay I think we need that more you know marketing and strategy because we're so creative we can kind of go astray so we need a little bit more focused strategy that is so true. We we lack on the business side a lot. We just creative and we just want to create. So, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But we, we have to know that it has to turn into dollars because you will get to that point when your legs just don't, you know, want to want to keep standing there all day. We're on our legs like literally like 12 hours some days. Right. Eight hours, seven hours. Not every day, but most days. Mm-hmm. I've, got, I've gotten so accustomed to standing up. I don't even like to sit down that much. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Oh my gosh. I would love to jump into it. It just, I'm just so excited to talk to you because like I told you, I've been following you for a long time on Instagram. So I'm so excited to have you on the Friends of Beauty podcast. You're actually the first hairstylist to be on the podcast. I've had photographers, models, makeup artists. You're the first hairstylist. Really? Why though? Why hair is such a, um, uh, influential part of of the beauty like you can't put the makeup on like you got hair is such a huge part of the framing it is because it's like the makeup with bad hair is like ah, that didn't it won't highlight your work absolutely hair is the frame to the face I'm shocked that you haven't had hairstyles on yeah. yeah y'all are hard to get a hold of because y'all be working all the time so the ones that I want I make interviews like a priority, uh-huh. you know, because I feel like, you know, like if, as long as it's like a Monday or a day I can handle, Mondays work for me as a stylist. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it does have to be scheduled. Yeah, absolutely. I just love, um, I was sent over like a little sneak peek into your book. Um, so I just love seeing all of the praises like that your your peers and your clients were giving you for writing your new book. Like, how does that feel for your your peers to be saying such amazing things about you? Like your reputation just precedes you. You know, it's a good feeling to know that your clients like appreciate you. I think most importantly, you want to feel appreciated for your gifts and for your creativity, your time, you devote a lot of time to celebrities. You just do like you, when you, when you, when you really reflect back, of course, you know, you want to work with celebrity, then you get to work with them. They have great personalities. It's fun. You know what I mean? Like all of the good stuff, but then, you know, there comes a point where you're just like, Whoa, like, okay. You know what now? Yeah. (laughs) And then you start to think about the business like, Oh, wow. 
you know, but it was, it was, it's a huge gain and it's fun and it's, you get to learn a lot and you get to meet so many amazing people. You know, I think that's one of the best parts about it. The yeah. people. Yeah, I love that. I love meeting people. As I told you earlier, I love meeting people. How did you go from just doing hair in your, your grandmother's basement to like, what is that journey between that and then celebrity stylists? What are the things that happen in between? Um, what happened in between? Like, literally, I met Puff straight out of hair. Um, let's say I finished hair school. No, I finished hair school at 17. I was like done with high school by 17. And, and I just was hanging out in D.C. And that's how I ended up meeting Puffy. And he had just got Bad Boy Records. Nice. That boy, what that did for me was that really started me working in the music industry with Mary J. Blige and Faith Evans. Okay. So Faith, I started working with her and then he ended up swapping us for a minute because Mary's project was moving and it was on the road. Mm -hmm. So I went on board with her for like a year maybe. And then I ended up going back to Faith for like another 10 years. Okay. So that's how I started in the industry from there and moved on to like doing total, uh, you know, other artists like that. So, you know, that's really how I started. So it was very young, like 23, working in the music industry. And it wasn't all about the celebrity hairstylist at all. Right. You were just part of the background team that helped the machine run. Mm -hmm. I love that. So you got the opportunity pretty early and that's been like the, the main trajectory of your career. Wow. And it just took on a trajectory of Moody's boobs down. And it's just, and it's just, and that's sort of the trajectory I've been on since, you know, working with celebrities. And I was like, wow, this could gain to work with more celebrities. Oh, I can work in Hollywood now. September 11th happened and that took me to, to Hollywood, you know, but really Puffy was the beginnings of me getting in the entertainment industry. Right. He how, really was. I was about to say, how was your experience with Puffy? Because I always hear like different, because I had a Shunta on the um, podcast before and um, Morel is one of my mentors as well. But I always hear like different quirky stories about their experiences with Diddy. Like, not like, um, kind of like a sorority or something. Like he likes to test them out kind of thing. I don't know. He, yeah, like a, like a sorority fraternity, uh, right? <laughs> You know, I think he just wants people to work hard like him. Mm -hmm. And we're both Scorpios. So I kind of have a different level of understanding for that. His approach, he's a guy, he has a lot more, you know, A type in there. Yeah. So, you know, there's definitely going to, it's going to come with a different energy. But I work with him, so I get it. I mean, he literally, like, I worked with him recently for the Oscars with his daughter. Okay. And, he was like, yeah, cause you know, we came in from out, you know, she's not going to the prom. She's not going to, you know what I'm saying? A deputant, you know, we go to the Oscars. We go to the Oscars. So, you know, nah, that hair right there, you know, that's, 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 that's regular. We need, we need, we, we, we need that next level. We need to, you know, we need to see her neck. She need to feel legal. <laughs> I was like, right. All right. Got I get it. I, I don't mind a challenge when I understand what you're saying to me. Like, I get it. For you, it means this. It's Black royalty. It's da -da -da. okay. I got it. I yes. got it. You know, so I, I don't mind the challenge. And most people don't really like to be challenged that way. So it, it does affect them. You know what I mean? So, you know, for me, it just makes me work harder. I want to be better. It, 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 it keeps me feeling passionate about what I do when I could be better. Every time you're a win, you know what I mean? It's like, it's cool. Yes, I want to win all the time. Let me not put that in the universe. But I don't mind being challenged sometimes. Sometimes I'll fight for things that I think is better. But, you know, he is definitely going to challenge you. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Where has your journey in the beauty industry taught you about yourself so far? Um, that I had um, good agility. Um, I was able to pivot when things took me off course several times through September the 11th, through the financial crisis in 06, 07, through um, COVID-19. So that was three major moments that my perseverance, uh, ability to shake back in. So I, I don't know, I'm, I'm lost for words, but that word is like to, like to bounce back. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? When you, bounce back like that's a 
a big deal. You know what I mean? Because sometimes things can really knock you off your feet. So it showed me you can do anything. You can come through all of these major moments. You can come through anything. So that's what it showed. Yeah. Do you have any like personal or mindset challenges that you had to overcome to get to where you are today? Oh, it's constant. It's the constant. This is not enough. You got to get more. You got to have more. You got to get more. You got to, this is not, you know, you want to end me. Okay. But yeah, you got to, you know what I mean? It's not ever celebrating in the moment. So that is probably one of my biggest challenges, just celebrating in the moment. You know what I mean? Just celebrating it. And, you know, I don't know if that means spending a bunch of money because that's what people think. <laughs> but like, if you couldn't spend any money, how do you celebrate yourself? Mm, I like that question. You know I mean, like you don't have no money. Like, how do you really settle with, your, settle with yourself, be peace with yourself, be happy with yourself in that moment of joy? Yeah. I think when you get to that place, when I get to that place, that's when I know I made it. I love that. How do you celebrate yourself without spending money? <laughs> I love that. Um, did you say? Because you did you say how do you celebrate yourself without spending money? Yeah, how do you celebrate yourself without spending a bunch of money, or you know what I mean, being outside of yourself? Like, how do you like truly celebrate? So that's you know something that I think I'm trying to get to that place. Yeah, I think because I just I don't acknowledge wanna- it. I had all these experiences and I'm so busy getting to the next. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like I felt like I should have been rich billionaire right now, like straight up. But God was like, no, that path is not your path. You have to do it your way so that possibly you can enjoy it the whole way through. Because mm-hmm. if I get there fast, it's been, you know, some people get there fast. I know a lot of people that have money and it's not always very, very happy. Yeah. You know what I mean, I know a lot of people with money and it doesn't solve anything unless you really find some peace and happiness inside, mm-hmm. you know, so that question is, could go really deep. <laughs> That's absolutely. Oh, well, I want to talk about your new book. You just released your new book. It's called from beauty to business, the guaranteed strategy, strategy to building, running and growing a successful beauty business. Let me get it because I should have it in my hand. Wait. Yes. I want to see what it looks like. I've seen the, um, like the digital aspect of it, but I would love to see it. All right, here we go. Yeah. From business to beef. <laughs> is it upside down? Or is that just our uh, thing? Yeah. Oh, it's upside down. Yay. <laughs> it looks so good. I love it. Really good. Yeah, wow. Good. Your baby. I would love to know like the whole process, like from yeah. the idea, like why do you think this book was needed for beauty pros and how long did it take you to put everything together? You know, two years, mm-hmm. I got a book deal. It's probably two years. Um, now it's like two and a half. Um, I got a book deal. I signed a contract on my birthday with the actual distributor who was Ben Bella Penguin. They're under Penguin. Um, I knew I wasn't a self-publisher. I knew that it was not something that my attention would gravitate to because people, oh, all you got to do is all you got to do. Nope. Doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, and I have a lot of things on my plate, you know what I mean? And I'm, you know, still figuring things out. You know what I mean? I don't think you always get to the goal, like right away, even when you get to the goal, there becomes new challenges, new circumstances, and, you know, things that will help you learn along the way. I don't really call them like mistakes or anything. They're just challenges Mm -hmm. that you can get right through. You know what I mean? Like they sometimes will knock you off your feet let's not play it down (laughs) you definitely um you know it's just a lot you know what I mean so I think the journey is is really important to just be on this journey appreciate it the whole way and get resources that you need that are going to help you along the way so I love it for new stylists but I think it also can help stylists that have been in the business for years who just weren't who need a picker-upper yeah. I just need a little bit of a picker up. You know what I mean? Like I've been through so much over the last, you know, three years. Cause I would say it was COVID was two, but even people who were going through it, even before that, the economy was on its way. You know what I mean? And even right now it's even a more chance it's the surviving COVID and the economy taking a fall. Right. So yet again, we have to survive through this again. 
you know? So I think stylists need to reinvent. They sometimes need to find their niche. They need a new marketing strategy. In the book, I, is a with, with the purchase of the book, you get a 24-page um, marketing strategy guide. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get a guide that is a marketing strategy guide that you can actually use to help you with your brand. Mm-hmm. Like these, this is like literally the the fundamentals, the basics, the, and then I gave you QR codes all in the back because I knew that we are lazy. And I love that. I love the QR codes. An appendix that is full of QR codes. You go right to it. You don't need to know what, oh, what does that form look like again? How do, here it is. Yeah. I'm saying, so this is a very, um, wealth thought out book as it related to I wanted to save some for the next round for the next book you know what I mean that is also going to be innovative and just something that is of giving back in some way to my peers mm-hmm. that's what I wanted, I wanted something that was going to give back to my peers Instagrammers beautypreneurs um everybody who's starting a business especially in the beauty space I wanted you to feel inspired I wanted you to give resources I wanted you to understand the basics the one-on-one I wanted like the business side of beauty so if you're starting out you're like this book is for you you shouldn't be going anywhere without this book right here yeah like, schools get jiggy with it <laughs> yeah, I love it uh, even if it's the salons get jiggy with it because yeah. I love it because we really I always tell people we really don't have like the exact blueprint for the beauty industry as far as like what it takes to be successful or the, the things that we should do so a lot of people just learn from trial and error or now we're starting to get more resources like your book. And that's why I started the podcast too, just to hear different people's stories as to you know what they did to get to where they are because we don't have any like guides. And then like yeah. when we go to beauty school, I went to um, makeup, you know, makeup school, but they don't teach you. They teach you maybe like that much of business and then they send you on your way. It's like, how are you supposed to be successful? Just, you know, learning on your own like that. Exactly, exactly. So- yeah, like that's really it, you know. Um, that's why I created the book. You know, it's, it's 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 the seven principles for me really do act as like first, do you have a successful mindset? Mm-hmm. That's number one. Like, do you have the D, the entrepreneurial DNA? Right. You know, like, because some people don't really have that, and then they have to find it, mm-hmm. figure it out. You got to know what your niche is to even, you know, get it. And then it has it's. it's understand the business side of the beauty business. I'll give you a little bit about that. Finding your niche. What is that thing that you're best at? Like, what do you do this effortless? What do you do where you're like, oh, when I, I mean, I could do hair with my eyes closed. Like I can like make anyone over. Like yeah. that's like my thing. I love a makeover. I love color. Color was my added value. How do you um, diversify with multiple streams of income? Color, something as simple as color. That's another lane that we can grab money from. Virtual consultations, another lane we can grab money from. That is diversifying your beauty portfolio. You know, grow your platform, grow your profits. That falls in there too. Prepare for the unexpected, COVID-19. Like I said, I gave you three earlier. You know what I mean? And even the aftermath of it with an economy crash. Now, 106, then we went through COVID, world trade. It's just been a lot. It has. Holy moly. And then plan for your future. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So those were the things that really was the blueprint for my success. And they're so broad. And I just used my stories. Like when I had to when I had to owe money on my taxes. Oh girl, I was making so much cash. <laughs> I was taxes. I was a fool. And I was like, what do you do it out here? There was no guidance. There was no parents who taught me about finance, financial literacy or financial success or savings plans or plans. None of it. I had to go and find people. So even when they're advising you, you have to like still remember to get even make sure that they are educating you on. You just go get the fund and you don't really know anything. Could you walk me through that? Can we do a um, virtual share? So that I can see what you mean, where the, where's the dividends going? Should I get an IRA, a traditional IRA? What's the, we need to know the definitions. What is it? It's right here. Right. We, what is an IRA? Oh, it's okay. What is a 941? You know what I mean? Like that's your, you know, quarterly taxes. What's the W now? What does this look like? Like, what do I need as understanding your tax status? Like what half the adults don't know it. Right. So I know 
new people don't know it because the adults don't know it. <laughs> so I just felt like this book was necessary. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Out of your um, seven principles that you share, which one do you think is like the most um, like underrated or overlooked by people? Planning your future. Mm -hmm. It's the most overlooked. It yeah. seems so simple, but most people overlook it because the bunny is coming in so fast. Mm -hmm. And most people want to keep up with the Joneses. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I did that a lot of my career, just spending money not really understanding, you know what I mean? The gift was so given to me. So naturally I didn't understand like how, now actually, how do you brand? I was doing Twitter and Instagram literally 10 years ago, telling everyone around me to do it, but I was not really focused on what I was doing it for because I was on the road traveling. I wasn't focused on focusing on uh, monetizing my Instagram. I wasn't even focused on that. I was just like, oh, let me just show up parts of my life. I started a little TV show thing, taking them around LA, my favorite places and showing them how to have the perfect kit. And I had had a show then. Yeah. I'd had the formula then, but I just didn't stick with it because I would be running off on the road. With right. the yeah. So when you kind of, at least I want you to know what you're up, what you, when you want something, you want to be a celebrity stylist, but you got to know these are decisions, having children, having a family, all of these are the decisions that people have to either make sacrifices for and figure out, is this really what I want? Mm -hmm. or how can I fit this all in? Yeah. You know? I love the book, how you share um, the life insurance information, like all of the, the breakdowns of the different life insurance and like the retirement, because I never, I never really hear anybody talk about retirement. I'm like, I know you're not about to be doing hair all your life or makeup and but nobody talks about retirement. So that's a, that's a part of the book that I'm really interested in, like diving into because yeah, I know, I'm still pretty young, but I know I'm not trying to, you know, be dragging a kid around when I'm like 50 something. Like I'm not trying to do that. And if you, if you do, you want to do it because you love it. Mm -hmm. it's, trust me. Listen, I I'm, 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 I'm older at this point. You know, I'm a veteran. I've been in this business a really long time. And I was like, Oh, by the time I'm did it, I'll be retired girl yeah, you know what I mean so I don't even want to I, I say don't even it's literally when you feel like you are ready to transition or pivot you will mm -hmm. you want to be prepared to do it right so that's my advice prepare yourself now I don't want anyone to make the same mistakes I made you know what I mean but this was my journey so I don't I'm not upset about it I don't want to pace myself on anyone else's pace you know what I mean like this this whole social media and this whole thing really does put your mind in a different mindset yeah. competitively it's a lot you know what I mean so what all this book is is to prepare you you know what I mean I I mean and people meeting Frederick Fakai was like a dream of mine because I always wanted to be in a department store I'm like how does a hair care brand be in the department store yeah a high-end Neiman Marcus I think he was in like Neiman Marcus or Barney's it was somewhere really high end and I was like whoa that's major that's major absolutely so how can we do that how can we do that mm -hmm. I, I want to be Rianne Silva who we worked together She's the owner of the beauty blender that little pink sponge that we all use she created something revolutionary that's revolutionary like yeah change the whole beauty game she and i would be together every single day on set with with faith evans and angela bassett and people like that every single day she's super low-key you don't even know who she is she but she's the beauty but she's the business behind the beauty mm -hmm. then we have jennifer hudson who her career has pivoted in so many different directions you know from actress to singer she too can relate to you know, a story like this. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. How do you plan to use your book as like a business strategy? I've seen people doing that before. Exactly. It is a part of my strategy. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, it is. I, I At the time, what I feel really good about now looking back, um, I think sometimes it's good and bad as an artist, but I really do do what I love. Like I walked in a, a somebody has mentioned to me, maybe you should do a book. Yeah, okay. But I had no clue where to start. Yeah. Walked into a restaurant here and the, my, the woman who collaborated with me on the book, she basically 
was there and she was a, a previous client of mine. I hadn't seen her in a while, but she was a previous client of mine. And she had come in and um, I mean, I had I had just hadn't seen her in a while. And I ran into her and she was there with another woman from Ancestry.com. And she was like, yeah, you know, I've transitioned now. I'm writing books and da 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 And I was like, wow, that's super cool. And I was like, you know what, we should talk. And it just happened just like that. Mm-hmm. And that is how a lot of things in my life happens. You know, I was like, I remember wanting to do weave classes. My assistant was like, hey, you should te- teach weave classes. I was like, yeah, you're right. I should. Boom. I just started doing it. Right. Give me an idea and it makes sense. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, okay, cool. As long as I know it could be lucrative, everybody involved can get paid. Okay, cool. Let's try. <laughs> and with urgency too. I think some people just sit on ideas for so long and just that they start to talk themselves out of it. That's a hard one too, because I have a lot of things that get in the way of my um, strategy schedule. Mm-hmm. A lot of things. So <laughs> <laughs> how would you describe uh, the entrepreneurial DNA? Because I wanted to ask you about that. Is this something that you're born with? Is this something that could be taught? Special many sauce? People have different. Many people have different theories. And I really just wanted to evoke that question because I don't want anybody to feel like I don't have it. I don't have that because I think sometimes now that as I've, I've just gotten more to my spiritual self, I realize that it's about alignment. And sometimes people don't know. Mm-hmm. They just have to get aligned with their greatest, truest self, whoever it is you want to be. That's why they say create vision boards because on a vision board, you can create exactly who you want to be. And if you program in your head enough, you can start to become something you never even thought you could be, but you have to believe it first. How are you going to become something you don't even believe you could become? Yeah. But for me, it's about, let me like, I, I just ask God to put it inside of me constantly. Thank you for keeping me um, uh, 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 creatively inspired, um, joyful in the space of just creative energy and 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 and, and flow. And because I, I want things to flow, I don't want stagnation. I don't want anything to stagnate the flow of the universe and how it's supposed to move. So if I keep myself open to what's for me, then I can control as much as I think I can, where I want to go. I was so obsessed with Tony Robbins. I used to like listen to him like all the time. And I was like, so much to the point where 10 years later, I ended up meeting him and walking on fire. That's amazing. (laughs) I was like, wow, this is cool. That's when I knew because one of my really good friends worked for him as his personal assistant and got me tickets. I was like, this is crazy. So it, it began to teach me like anything you want, but it takes a lot of focus. Mm-hmm. You really, really have. And be careful about what you ask for. Mm. A lot of people get it and their life is so, I mean, look at DMX. He got so much wealth. He got out of poverty. And I don't think necessarily he was always wishing for wealth, but I'm sure he wanted to get out of poverty in a sense mm-hmm. but the mind and the demons and the trauma took a hold of you so the two together is just a massive experience. Mm-hmm. so you really do have to make sure that your mind is focused to center on what it is that you want and you aspire to have because when it comes money could be like not good for you <laughs> hey i know you're enjoying the episode but i had to drop in really quick to tell you about friends and beauty's newest community the friends with benefits club and i'm looking for my bfs so let me tell you about the friends with benefits club the friends with benefits club is a one-stop shop community created to provide you with the tools and resources to run your beauty business like a boss all in one place from monthly expert masterclasses, a book club, challenges, giveaways, and more, when you join and become a BFF of the Friends with Benefits Club, you automatically become a brand ambassador. So you can earn some extra income by referring your other friends and beauties to join the club while you learn proven strategies to elevate your business. It sounds good, right? All of this and more for just $47 a month. It's a steal. So serious question can we be friends with benefits okay if you're looking for resources to take your business to the next level but you're tired of investing in multiple courses classes and memberships to learn those skills needed to run your business or 
if you just feel overwhelmed with where to start and what to do next and you're looking for a community of like-minded trailblazers to hold you accountable join us inside of the friends with benefits club i even have the past master classes archived for you to binge watch when you joined what a bfs for right head over to this link right here or click the link in the show description to join the friends with benefits club today okay your other bfs are waiting for you i'll see you inside the club now let's go ahead and get back into the episode oh my gosh oh yeah okay so i know i know you know what it means to drink to like dream big like have big dreams and i'm somebody that dreams big i know a lot of us we dream big for what we want but i want to know like what are some ways that you can keep yourself encouraged when like the 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 it hasn't been realized yet i guess the big dream hasn't been realized but you can see it so clearly in your head keep going don't stop mm -hmm. keep going don't stop keep waking up keep praying keep asking god give me the vision i'll get it i, I know it. you may not see what you see before your eyes right now is not always real you know what i'm saying like like right now i'm going through craziness my so-and-so died my son is not active right in school or boo, 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 boo. like sometimes it's just not even things look like damn life is just taking over it's getting the best of me it's not real don't give up it's not real don't give up keep going keep it's not real don't you believe it what is today what is here before you, you can change you can change it. It's not real. Mm -mm. It's not real. Yes, I just had a car accident. It's not real. The car is not even real. You're still here. You're alive. You're well. You're you're still here. It's not real. That's what I keep telling myself. Yeah. Oh, mm -mm. What I want will be. What I want, what I aspire to have will be. As long as it's through God, connected to God, and I'm in his way and his light and constantly moving his favor. That's it. Like, and, and, and it gets even more like that when you get wiser and you get older and more mature you realize where the source really is coming from mm -hmm. got to be really connected to it some people want it so bad and they get it but it brings a lot of like you hear even like cardi b will be like being rich ain't no fun it's boring you see <laughs> what i'm saying like because because you've gotten everything by the time you were 27 right and then it's like what's next at 27 you have everything mm -hmm. that's a lot like that's a lot like not to say that you didn't work hard or anything but it's a lot like i really am trying to really everyday god thank you for the journey just thank you for the journey because the journey is actually really fun my job is fun you know what i mean my career is fun it's, yeah. it's uplifting it's enlightening it's prosperous it's successful it's growing it's moving forward it's you know what i mean like that's what it's doing every single day even a hiccup is a is a win you know what I'm saying? Like, wow, that really was a stutter. Next time I'll learn, I'll learn from that. Okay, actually, okay, cool. Like, and that's how I'm just starting to look at everything. Like, that's a win, thanks. Yeah. So, it's a little bit of delay. What can I do? Try again tomorrow. Nope, not gonna let that little negativity get in there. And keep people in your life that, that wanna win. Mm -hmm. We're talking about winning all the time. Even if we don't win together, we are gonna still talk about winning. I love that. I love that. Have you ever played um the game Never Have I Ever before? Um, no. <laughs> it's a drinking game, but like traditionally, when you play Never Have I Ever, it's like um if you've done whatever the crazy thing is, you have to take a shot. But I'm trying out a new version on the podcast where I'll give you like a statement, and if you have done it before, then you have to like tell us a story about it. Or if you haven't done it then like give us your advice on you know that situation how you would handle it okay so i'm gonna tell you something so it would be like never have i ever have you done this before never have i ever code switched to like fit into the room have you ever done that before i see what you're saying yeah have you ever felt like you had the code switch to fit in yeah all the time yeah yeah all the time wow. I, i've learned a healthy balance okay I've learned a healthy balance. Okay. We, I, in a sense, see, I try to, I know the answer is what people want to hear is no, but I think that we are always doing it. When we work, like if I go and I do a seminar, I'm not going to be like, yeah, girl, because you got to, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, not, <laughs> I'm not going to talk like that. When I come in, I'm going to, my posture is going to change. My energy is going to change. I'm going to evoke a different energy. I'm going to speak a different way. We're code switching. Yeah. Whether it's my people, white people, black people, rabbit, whatever, business, um, you know, associates, I think we code switch. I just feel like we do. So 
you know, I'm not, but I have figured, figured out a healthy balance. I know how to still be me and step it up. Yeah. <laughs> if code switching means step it up. I don't want people to think of why you need step it up. Well, I don't mean like that. I just mean like when you code switch, you're altering yourself for something better yeah. or you're code switching to make yourself cooler, hipper downer whatever it is you're trying to be be you're you're doing it for a reason to fit in mm-hmm. right? yeah. so we all do it i do <laughs> i guess i coast i like i coast switch in that way too like but i think doing the podcast and like recording myself has really made me realize like i pretty much am the same kind of consistently but i might just talk a little bit different or you know exactly. i might not curse you know professionally but with my friends you know i might be like Cutting yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, I did. <laughs> right? okay. But ultimately, it's still code switching. You're not being your true self. Yeah. Like, I'm myself, but I'm still making sure I pronounce my words differently. I'm not saying a bunch of ums. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I want to ask you, too, about the money aspect or the wealth aspect and your advice on, like, how can beauty professionals build wealth? while they're building their business like simultaneously how can stylists build wealth while they are stable in the salon working or yeah like building their business at the same time in the salon one thing i can say is what i've learned is start an email bank start an email bank like get on your make sure that you get on a site and i give you a few for instances here in the book Mm -hmm. um where everything is compatible to your data bank. So emails are a big deal, every single client. And I love that a lot of people now are using uh, brands like StyleSeat or um, I know I use Mind and Body, you know, different apps that help you keep yourself organized and do your own booking online system. even my clients sometimes don't even like to use it. I try to get everybody on it, but some people just want that sort of one-on-one phone and pick up thing. But making sure that you are in control of your data bank, get emails, get people's phone numbers, get your data bank. Your data bank means everything. This is how you market to your customer. This is how you reach your customer whether you want to sell something or whether you want to just say, hey, friendly update, I'm giving out a 20% discount for people whose birthday it is next month. People love incentives. An incentive, people love incentives. Like when you, I'm gonna get your, they're gonna come and get a service from you, but they know they're gonna gain something. Your second service, I'm gonna give you 20% off the first round. Like let's say it'd be color. I know you get gray, Every three weeks, I'm going to give you a, if you get gray every three weeks on this date, you schedule a consistent appointment, I'll give you 10% off. Um, you know, knowing how to, uh, uh, I, I call that, put all that in the customer service section, because we can't assume just because you come in to pay me for something that, you know, I owe you, you owe me something. No, you came in for the service. I'm going to treat you with, you know, Bring and also an incentive is wine. When you come in, wine, champagne, little snacks, doodads. Hey, if you want an Uber, make sure you, you know, give the Uber information. Make sure you have the Wi-Fi code available. Like little things just make people feel like customer service. Oh, I'm adding steam treatments all month. I'm gonna give you a steam treatment with my best product. You know what I mean? Like um, making sure that you have a good assistant because that person is gonna be doing the most communicating with your client they're going to be that's the prep game you need to make sure they understand their back bar they should understand what hair works for which shampoo and which texture oh i didn't like how i don't want you to use a cleansing shampoo on her because she has a 4c or a super kinky texture and if you use a cleansing it's going to be dry no you need to know hydrate hair at this texture if it's soft i don't want you using too hydrating it's going to make it too greasy when we go to blow dry so therefore there will be no body so there are things that like, I'm a huge stickler for details like that because the end result, I want the hair shiny. I want it to move. I want it to feel good. I want to have a good cut in there. Like all of those things are going to get them ready for me. Yes. So that's sort of how my mind works, you know? I love that. Okay. Um, aside from the tax um, situation, are there any other lessons or tough lessons that you had to learn when it came about with your fan, your finances? 
Yeah, just making sure like during COVID, having a banker was so essential. So essential, knowing your banker. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's such an added value to go to the bank and be able to be, to know who you're going to bank with. And if anything goes wrong, any errors, what if you're out of the country, out of town, money is not moving through the routing systems properly. You have someone, you can pick up that phone. Hey, you know, my lady was like, Hey, I'm like, Hey, Hey, Cassandra, just saying, Cassandra, and you know, I need you to move some money around. I'm over in Europe and they're saying my accounts are frozen or things are not moving properly. You have that person, you can pick up the phone. And when I did, when I when COVID-19 happened, I was filling out PPP loans. Hey, Kaya, if you, if your paperwork, if you did that through the SBA and your paperwork didn't get through, because one thing was wrong, you was not getting that money. You were not getting that money. So having a banker helped me be able to move the process along. I love that. That's I, that's a cool tip I haven't heard yet. I, I love that idea. Yes. What's your least favorite part about running your business? So the least favorite part about running my business is finding the really good, passionate people, you know, um, who are hungry enough to um, be detailed and um, care about the work that they put in. Mm -hmm. Be responsible about the commitment that they make when they take people's money. That's a big deal when you are an entrepreneur. I hear it all the way across the board. I have attorney clients who can't find good help. I have, you know, stylists who really are looking for talented people to who are responsible and on it because that job is very strenuous. Fittings can go any hours of the day. You're running around finding stuff, keeping up with tags, receipts. It's a it's responsibility is the key word. Um, uh, the beauty space, finding a good hair assistant who's responsible and who can be understanding and their work ethic is impeccable. Mm -hmm. So that is really hard, finding good people to work with you. You know what I mean? And not want to be you in two months, even two years. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Time to become, and even and everyone says it, you know, they think like, yeah, no, no, no. And I'm like, but you've been doing it for five years. You teach your classes too. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, what are you talking about? Why are you saying that? You only been doing hair for five years. I'm 28 years in the business. Thank God I'm still relevant. Mm -hmm. No, God, I'm still relevant. So, because I have a level of, and every part of it has been so exciting to me. Working in white salons was a huge transition for me. I never thought that I would ever work in a white salon, but mm -hmm. I wanted to, I craved it so that I could have a better understanding of all textures of hair. Mm -hmm. So their products are different. I wanted to understand products. I love that. How have you been able to remain relevant over the years with your secret sauce? Working with amazing talent i want to work with the best that's my motto i want with the best who's the best who's the best <laughs> okay i want to work there you know what i mean because guess what i was fully armored my armor kit is ready i got it all i was in dc i learned how to do shortcuts i was in new york i learned how to do doobie wraps and the da, 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 da. then in, in la i wanted i wanted hair to be flowy and body full and shiny not greasy and heavy like the west coast and not use relaxers and still get the hair to be beautiful how to do the la was all about it so my career has i wanted to learn how to do hair um uh, uh for magazines editorial work things like that how did i learn how to do that i wanted the curls to not look so done i want the hair to be flowy but still give the same movement like a white girl i had to learn all of I had to learn how to do television hair. Hair on TV is different from salon hair. Yeah. So I was kept challenging myself, not even knowing I think I was doing it. I just aspiring to want more. Mm -hmm. I was so intimidated to work in a white salon. So intimidated. And because of how I felt they would judge me the whole bit, I wanted more to call me and ran it. So much to the point I could work at anyone across the world. And I was teaching them things that I knew that I was like, you guys need to be doing more social media. Me, and then I was like, I want to meet with the owners. I need to tell them too. So then I got to work in the Plaza Hotel in the city. Wow. Bring in my Procter & Gamble brand, who I was an ambassador for for 13 years. I was an ambassador for P&G. Bring their brand in and do a photo shoot in this beautiful space. And, you know, just it just was dream come true. It was a place I always wanted to work. I love that. It was because it was one of the most beautiful salons that they have in New York City. And I ended up working in the one here in LA. God didn't have me work there, but I ended up 
working in one in LA. So, you know, dream come true. So many dreams come true. So many. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Once you reach those um, goals, do you feel like you're always craving for more? Like That's what I'm saying. I'm like, damn, all I got to do is wish for it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Kai, at the end of the day, like, what do you want your legacy to be? Like the impact that you want to have on the, on the world, the industry, and your book, Reaching the Masses? I would love for my legacy to be come the Paul Mitchell of textured hair care. Paul Mitchell or Bay, Frederick Fakai, who I just met recently. What a pleasure. What um, an inspiring person he is, both Scorpios. Um, so that was awesome. And just meeting him and his team and that sort of thing. Um, that was really great. And I hope to uh, just do more on that realm, just meet more aspiring, amazing people and do, and do business with them. I want it to be a huge connection of energy, finances, wealth, and legacy wealth that I have created. And um, I write it at, like these QR codes, watch what I tell you. Everybody's gonna be doing QR. Yeah, I'll do that too. I was like, yeah, that's an excellent yeah. idea. If I ever come out with something, so they gonna steal that one. It was it wasn't new, but I I'm definitely gonna make it like I I put this on the map. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh my gosh. Do you have say, they should be like, you know, Kaya Wright was the one. <laughs> so I saw her do it first. Exactly. Just give me a little credit. <laughs> I love that. Do you have anything coming up next? What's next for me, yes, is um, I am going to be doing Ubiquitous in Washington, D.C. Hey, okay. I'm going to be doing Ubiquitous, and um, yeah, so we might need to talk because I'm building my panel. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let me know. Yep, I'm going to be, I'm going to create an amazing panel um, that is going to be very fulfilling, so I'm excited about that. Ubiquitous. I think it's in August. Okay, I was going to ask you when it is forward to ubiquitous in august it's gonna be a great day it's gonna be uh, on a sunday and it's gonna be super fun it's not gonna be boring that's for sure <laughs> i need to get jermaine over here on the podcast and talk to her about what she does exactly 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 yeah. so before you go i have to ask you the friends of beauty rapid fire questions okay. so whatever comes first to your mind just like spit it out so first one, what are the top three keys to your success so far? The top three keys to my success are, wow, diligence, um, really being diligent about the work, uh, about being focused about the work, and you know, just the goals that I set for myself as it relates to being a beauty professional and um, a beauty expert you know, in this industry. Oh man. And another one is the top key things is I found my niche. You know, I found my niche. I found what it was that I was good at. And I just have always tried to figure out how do I make it the best that I can make it, the best that I can make it. So that is it. Number two. Wow. Number three is really making sure that when I show up, I show up and bring my 100. Like really, I bring my 100 to the table. That's the key to it. Bring your 100 to the table. And it really is like, and what that looks like is just being good at what you do, being well-educated, being well-prepared. You know, when you come on set, um, remembering that customers are first, customer service, that's the business. Uh, being professional, being on time, being reliable, hope, be, being, you know, accountable for your word. You know what you bring to the table so you know bringing my 100 you know so <laughs> how do you measure your success uh i measure my success by my accomplishments you know winning emmys uh winning hollywood beauty awards in dc i won the golden scissor award um so i think my accolades make me feel like, wow, this is great. And becoming an author and seeing my book in Barnes and Nobles. I'm seeing people video my book in Barnes and Nobles. I'm like, wow, that for me is quite an accomplishment. Like that's not something I've seen uh, for myself. I didn't see that for myself. So 
I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. So um, what's the best advice you've ever received? Puffy was like, the, the, the advice I got from Puffy was, you know, stay focused, stay focused on your goals, stay focused on the job, because really he needed me to be in there to, you know, of course, be the hairstylist for the talent, but also just, you know, you have to support them in a sense, you know what I mean? But also you be focused, don't be out there like wild and trying to do the most, trying to do what they do, you know what I mean? Like do what you're here to do. So that really stuck. It seems so simple, like be focused, but it's so substantial to your career when, when you want to go far because I'm watching a man create something that had never been done that bad boy like that her repeating that mantra was our mantra every single night you know what I mean like I thought I told you that we won't stop like these are things and because I was like wow this this man this young man like 27,000 I saw on on, on on something that he won at a 27 million dollar check at like 20 something years old like that's crazy talk like to have to manage that right takes a lot out of anyone and pay people employ people and do all of these great things like that was the great advice i had ever heard stay focused mm-hmm. and he represented that even when he probably wasn't focused he, he looked like he was and there was progress. so hey for me you're focused <laughs> uh, what advice would you give to a stylist right now who has not found their niche and they don't know how to like how would you go about advising them to find what's special about them if you want to go to hair school and you don't even know okay i'm gonna assume you're a hairstylist or a makeup artist or esthetician lash guru anybody right or maybe you're not so because niche is really starting from the beginning like i may not even know what that is i would say if you don't know at all go to school take some courses because in anything you have to like take some courses to figure out is this even what I want to do and once you start taking the classes and the courses and doing the theory and the practical you'll start to understand oh I don't really like this like I know people that went to med school was like oh I don't really like this mm-hmm. or people with the hair school uh it doesn't do it for me so I know that going to school first for those who don't know anything they're just like totally clueless like where do I start where do I begin but then you have those who are like, I'm a hairstylist. I've been doing this for five years. I don't really know like what it is. And I just start with, what do you, what do you love? What part of being a stylist slash whatever do you love the most? Beauty. What do you love in the beauty world the most? Because the beauty world could be really broad. So what do you love the most? And I would say, give it some time, three years energy to make sure that you have done and maximized on every area of it before you say, okay, I don't want to do it anymore. So you get to find your niche because you won't know what your niche is if you don't try. And right. if you don't know, you clues that you can figure out even if it's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So th- that's for those two, two people right there. I would say you could find your niche. It's just going to take some exploration. Try it all. You yeah. got five years. Try it all. Yeah. You should try a little bit of color. You should be trying a little bit of some cutting. See, in white salons, you could just be a cutting and stylist and make really good money if you put yourself in the right environment. Mm-hmm. Got you. You can be just a colorist. That's such a niche market. Colorists make more than hair stuff. I would love to just color people hair all day and blow dry and send you out the door. <laughs> color, see ya. That's it. No styling, nothing. Color and string all day. Uh-huh. Just the That's the, you can make hundreds of, there's a old girl out here named Tracy Cunningham. They, when you go to her salon, she's nothing but a colorist. You go to her salon, she's six people getting done at the same time. Six people. So that's three stylists working on six people. Right. Space, 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 space. Then she comes through through the highlights, highlights, highlights. They hold the foil, they hand the brush, they do the paint, they mix the salute. Wow. Hand over money on 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 money. money. I love it. (laughs) I'm saying so it can't be done. Okay. Yeah, I hear that. It can be done. Um, what's a resource that helps you in your business that you can share with the friends and beauty community? So in every city, you have a local, um, a government community, like sort of like they set up these like centers that help people with their businesses. It's like um, like a and, they, and you can find it through your SBA, okay. you know, your, the SBA. Um, uh, every when you go right on the EDD. You know, you go right online, you look up your SBA and you can find your local buyers is the SBDC. And that's for Los Angeles is like 
they assign you to like someone who's a retired finance person, someone in business and finance, banking, something like that to help you guide you with your business. Every city has one and I have one here and I call them and I use them and I put them in the resource book. Okay. Like, wow, this is really great. Like, and he was so great. And I referred him to people and everything. Like, I was like, this is really, really cool where you can call your um, small business administration um, and they can help you with all of these great things. Like, and now they even, you know, where you can get attorneys online, legal Zoom, places like that. Like, all of these resources are right here in this book. I'm like, I can't even explain to you how important this was to my journey like I needed all of this all of this stuff SBA was great so I would say that for sure (laughs) all right and the last one I just want you to fill in the blank and just say my name is blank and the key to longevity and success is whatever you think it is okay my name is Kaya Bright and the key to success it's passion and purpose. All right, passion and purpose. I love that. Before you go, share your social media information and where people can go to purchase your book. <laughs> hey guys, I'm celebrity hairstylist Kaya Wright, and my book is called From Beauty to Business, and you can get it at Amazon.com, Barnes and Nobles in store, online, Walmart, Penguin. You can get it everywhere. All right, good reads or my website, kayawright.com. Yay, it was your Instagram. And you can follow me and purchase the book on my Instagram as well at kayawright1, and it's the one with the blue chat. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Kaya, for doing this. I really appreciate it. Sure. Thank you so much, and uh, peace to your followers. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Friends in Beauty podcast. Don't forget, sharing is caring. Share this episode with at least one friend in beauty and subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts so that other friends in beauty can find this show. Plus, we'd love to hear your feedback. Connect with us on all social media platforms at Friends in Beauty, hashtag Friends in Beauty to join the conversation and join our Friends in Beauty Facebook community to stay connected. Talk to you soon.